people out there can honestly say that they genuinely love and enjoy their job at every moment of every day. Even those who were first introduced to the work as a hobby would often say that they stopped enjoying it as much once it became their job. Strange, isn't it? You're doing the same thing and making money while at it. So what makes it less enjoyable? Well, maybe it's because when it's a hobby, you can stop anytime you want. If you get tired or bored of it, you can just call it quits and move on. But once it is your job, that is not an option anymore. No matter how tired or uninterested you may be, you have to keep chugging on. If only we could do our jobs whenever we'd like, as much as we'd like. Maybe that would make it more enjoyable. But then again, maybe that is why jobs are jobs and not hobbies. Maybe there is no such thing as a job that can be enjoyable at all times, but there are people who are wise enough to find little ways to enjoy themselves despite it all. I'm Lena Park, and this is One Fine Day. Welcome to One Fine Day with Lena Park. We started today's show with Isunyar on a very encouraging note. It was his song, Nara or Fly. Yes, it is hard to imagine there being a job that isn't hard in one way or another in this world. Most people would dream of a job that's fun, emotionally and monetarily rewarding, and maybe just the right amount of challenging, not too much but not too little. <laughs> but, my goodness, does anything like that even exist in the world? <laughs> I don't think that kind of job exists. But maybe that's why we dream about it. It's not to say that there aren't enjoyable moments, isn't it? Work can be hard and frustrating, sometimes even maddening. But we move on, live on, because in and amongst it all... We can find ways to laugh, ways to love, ways to move forward. Sometimes when you hit a hard kind of wall that you have to find a way through, it just, the finding the way through makes it all rewarding as well. I think being even keel and all the same, same all the time is actually going to bore us a little bit, right? A lot of people think I have my dream job and I absolutely do, but that's not to say it's not difficult. And it is really hard and stressful. What I started out as being passionate about music, a hobby, something my mom thought, you can be a lawyer, but you can do music as a hobby. And I don't know, sometimes I wonder, would I have been happier or not? I'm not sure. But when we have very, very fulfilling moments of having accomplished something difficult, like a four-day concert, then yeah, those moments do help me move on and go forward and try again and keep challenging myself. So on this hump day, I hope everybody is finding little ways to laugh, to love what they're doing, to be happy where they are, and also to move forward. So what is your job and 
What do you love about it? Tell me all about it as you also tell me where you are and what you're doing right now. Our global roll call is coming up in just a moment. Don't forget to also tell me which songs you'd like to listen to today and feel free to share your sayander stories and anecdotes about anything and everything as well. Nothing is too trivial. Anything goes. Message me on Kong, right on the various message boards on our website at world.kbs.co.kr or leave a comment on our latest posts on Instagram at KBS One Fine Day and Facebook at facebook.com slash English KBS. If you have a Korean phone number, you can also text me at sharp 8150. It's 51 per SMS and 101 per MMS. It is Wednesday. Yes, it's hump day. And here's the highlight of a lot of our listeners' hump day. Kayotopden. It's coming up in part two, so stick around. Okay. I'll be back with a roll call after this song, and I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but if it's you, you can replace the Mr. Kim bit with your name in the title. Here's Roller Coaster with Himurneo Mr. Kim, or Cheer Up, Mr. Kim. One Fine Day is coming to you live from Seoul, Korea. It is currently 5.24 p.m. It's actually a little chillier today, even in the daytime, but still pretty nice. I am enjoying the beautiful fall colors that I'm seeing everywhere. It is deepening and deepening. Right now, I'm talking to you in a studio located on the fourth floor of the main KBS building in Yeoido, Seoul. Where are you? Time now for our global roll call. A chance for me to find out where in the world all my listeners are and what you're all up to right now, aside from listening to the radio. Let's see, where is everybody? We'll start with Yubi Nicole, who writes, Onni, annyeonghaseyo. I just finished writing a test. Not sure if I did well. Well, as long as you did your best, suhaishasayo. I hope you get good results. Silatol323 writes, Hi, DJ Lena. Today is a super busy Wednesday, but I let off some steam with my co-workers by chatting after lunch. How do you relieve stress when you're too busy? Actually, I do the same thing. I really like to lean on my friends and be very open with them, the people around me, and I just vent. And once I actually vocalize things that are bothering me or stressing me out, it kind of helps it... I don't know, it kind of takes the power of those that stress away from my body, and I really do feel much lighter. So yeah, I think we're similar in that sense. Jungseok1172 writes, Oh, why do you keep getting prettier? Today was a very long day, and I've been busy and sleepy. I was so happy last week, even though I was busy, because of the concert. Oh, yes. 
See, just like looking forward to a concert, these are the little ways we find to keep ourselves kind of motivated when we are lacking it. In the midst of a busy week, well, I'm sure all you got to do is find one little tiny small happiness to look forward to to motivate you through this hump day. Good luck. Johnny4900 writes, Hello, I am up way too late. And I just wanted to say I saw an ad for Halloween. And I thought that the title was super clever. <laughs> super cute. I agree, I agree. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Combining the best of Hallyu and Halloween. Well, what's not to love then? Hope you get some rest. Chris Malbuff writes... Courtney, BC, Canada, just having my downtime before bed. Oh, wow. BC. All right, BC in the house. Hope you have a nice rest. All right, let's take a look at song requests. We have Yunmi Jung here writing, 언니, 안녕하세요. Time sure is mysterious and fast. It's already Wednesday. I don't know how the past week went by. I am still feeling the after effects of the concert. It was the first concert ever for the friend I went with. And she said, oh, she now understands why I would attend every single performance. We decided to go to your next concert together as well. I'm going to keep doing my best at spending my jigum, my now, so that I won't have any regrets. I want to request Casey. 그때가 좋았어. Nice, very nice. Thank you so much for taking to heart my concert message. And, well, I'm so glad your friend had a good time as well. All right, and we have Tazak saying, I'm making a birthday cake for my uncle at the moment. Have a wonderful day. Request Ila Ila by Juniel. All righty. Well, happy birthday to your uncle, and I hope the cake turns out fantastic. Let's listen to these two songs. First up, Casey with the day was beautiful, followed by Juniel in her song, Ila Ila. All right, that was actually Casey that we just heard. The day was beautiful. And before that, it was Juniel first. Got the little order switched up a little thing. Sorry about that. It was, of course, Ila Ila. All right. Regarding the opening, JSJerry76 has a really good point. He says, I think the difference comes from thinking that you don't have to be good at your hobby, but you must be good at your job. Too true. It's too true. Hobbies, you have a lot of freedom to mess up. And you have a lot of freedom to not get better, right? But then with job, you have duties. You have things that you must accomplish and deadlines. And whether you like it or not, you know, you have to accomplish this and that. I mean, it's tougher on us emotionally, mentally. But uh, I think in a different way, it can be rewarding. But uh, it's also good that we have hobbies where we, we can be free to make mistakes and not be perfect, to balance that out, right? Rebecca03230 writes, 언니, 안녕하세요. I watched the Mrs. Doubtfire musical yesterday. It's based on the Robin Williams movie, and it was really good. Have you watched the movie when you were little? It makes you laugh without a break. 
and I felt like I laughed a year's worth of laughter. It shows many different shapes of families and delivers the message that within the family, we are all precious. It was as touching as it was funny. Well, yeah, I remember uh, all of the uh, advertisements everywhere on every big screen on the street and the intersection and banners and posters for um, they have some really, really high profile stars um, performing as Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire. I think Im Chung Jung being one of them, right? So, yeah, I can't see how that won't make you laugh and, and, and give you a wonderful time because they are such good entertainers. Um, I'm surprised it turned into a musical, but thanks for the recommendation. Oh, yes, uh, it was like one of my favorite movies when I was little, that's for sure, when I fell in love, as well as everyone else in the world, with Robin Williams. Listeners, Hangwon Lee writes, 안녕하세요, 정연님. I haven't listened to the show much until now because it's in English. <laughs> you, you. But Windows 11 now creates subtitles. Oh, crazy, just automatically. It's easier to access the show now. Kiki, I'll tune in every day from now on. Ooh, fancy. That's some really good information from our other Korean listeners who have trouble understanding my rapid-fire English. <laughs> Maybe you can turn it on on your computer. Run that OS and uh, see what happens. All right. Listener Isunghyun533 writes, Hello, Lena. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. It was one of those days where I woke up kind of way early and I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like, I, I ended up being very productive. So it's a really good thing. And Isunghyun writes, Well, I have a lot on my mind today. It's because tomorrow... Is the eighth year of Shinechar, one of my favorite musicians. That's true. It is the eighth anniversary of his passing. And Yi Sunyan says, not only a musician, but Shinechar truly a philosopher, I think. And actually, he's not that famous a singer in my generation, because I was only a middle school kid when he passed away. However, his songs always gave me priceless bravery and countless worth, even now. When I go to Norebang with friends, I always select his songs. My friends say, oh, what an old song, but when I start singing, they are impressed by the lyrics. I'm sorry for writing a gloomy story. I request the song, Hey, guess all is when you're by next. The lyrics also remind me of Song for Me by you. Oh, yes. Jung Seok-won was a contemporary of Shin Um... And so it's true that they all kind of had similar sources and a time, historical time frame for where the licks come from. So I do imagine there being similarities. Um, but yes, uh, not only you, but a lot of people will be remembering Ko Shinetunim today on the uh, eighth anniversary or tomorrow of his passing. Uh, he's still very mourned, but we are so grateful that we have his music to stay with us forever. Good for you. Keep singing his song in Norebangs and show your friends what beautiful lyrics he could write. It's our next song break. Hey, guess all the Next, from the sun to a boy.
You're listening to One Fine Day with Lena Park on KBS World Radio. Listener Jisoo Kim 0801 writes, Hi, Nuna. I am still suffering from post-concert symptom. Your new song, Mal Hanmadi, still lingers in my mind. The song is just awesome. I'm so curious how the official arrangement will come out. Yesterday, I told to a friend of mine that I went to your concert, and he asked if I attended the Netflix show as well. He said he just watched your episode, coincidentally. And I told him that I also attended the show and was spotted on camera for just a slight moment, which made him surprised. Then, to my surprise, he found me in less than one minute. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Mahamadi will be slated to come out in early November. And actually, the arrangement that we uh, used for the live performance is very close. It is the actual arrangement of what will be the single. Tweaked just a little bit because, you know, my players are playing it live. And I'm singing it live, so it's going to sound a little different. But other than that, that is what you're going to get. That's what's going to come out. We're um, going to master it pretty soon, and I hope it turns out fantastically. Listener PSY05902 writes, I went to your concert on Saturday, and it took a total of 14 hours to go to Seoul and come back to Gwangju. Cuckoo. I was able to feel what it's like to visit the Nirvana through music. After attending the concert, I have concluded that you, you are not human. You are an instrument. You are an entire genre. Now I have another reason to make it to a college in Seoul. I will go to your concert every day. Thank you so much for giving me an unforgettable memory. I will cherish the moment as I make my way through next year, which will be tough. I'm honored to be your fan, and I thank you sincerely. All right, I'm so glad you enjoyed your first concert experience. Yes, I know this because I did get your letter. I know you're curious about that. You wrote a couple of comments. I did get your letter. Safe and sound. Safe and sound. It was delivered very swiftly and promptly. I'm so glad you had a really, really good trip. It was worth all the traveling. And uh, very glad that you chose my concert to be your first. All right. Taipei Warren writes, Hi, today is my last day in Seoul. I'll be flying back to Malaysia at midnight. I would like to thank all the PDs and Takanims at KBS World Radio for their warmth and hospitality when I was at the KBS studio on Monday. My buddies were so kind to me too. They were all so hospitable and worried about me that they messaged me daily to make sure that I was safe in Seoul. Some of them even became my tour guide, brought me to all the touristy places. I can't thank them enough for their kindness, Lena. If it were not for you, I would not have met all these amazing people. So thanks. I hope to see you and everyone soon. Take care, all. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed your stay here. Hope you really enjoyed Seoul and that you'll be back soon. Thank you so much for your generous gifts as well. And I speak um, as a representative for everybody here at World Radio, as well as my daily guests, they all thank you so much. And here's a little bonus. We've got listener LMCCKL who writes, Hello, Lena. I am Lam, 
Payworn's husband. This is my first time writing to you. I also want to express my thanks to everyone at KBS and also to my OFD buddies. It was an eye-opener for me as it was my first time visiting a radio station. I really enjoyed my trip here to Seoul with my wife. She always talks about Lena Park, OFD, and her buddies at home. Now, I understand why she is always so happy and excited talking about you guys. I loved your concert, too. You really are an amazing singer. I'll be back with my wife next year to attend your concert again. Thank you, KBS, OFD, and all our OFD buddies for all the hospitality. Oh my, well, thank you so much, Lam, for writing into the show yourself as well. You're just as well-spoken as your wife. Really, really glad you made it to the concert. I'm so glad that you guys were able to visit from Malaysia, that traveling lanes are open again. Because yes, looking forward for your return. Wonderful. Please have a safe flight back. Here I am, 0203 writes, 안녕하세요, DJ Lena. The last Wednesday of October... It is the first day when I bought my first album by Park Jonghyun. It was a long time ago, but I still remember clearly. Well, that's very specific that you remember. It was the last day of October, Wednesday of October. Here I am, writes, I actually went to the record store to buy Pinkle's album, but I left the store with Park Jonghyun. I love that. Well, thank you so much. So speaking of my first album... Listener Jongseok1172 requested my song Nai Haru saying that it made her start crying from the very first song in the concert. So let's listen to a live version of it right now. Oh, here is Nai Haru My Day, the Cover Me version. <laughs> but not entirely two different songs from two different parts of the world it's like they belong to a parallel universe it's time to listen to a couple of songs that are seemingly nothing alike but actually somewhat similar in one way or another upon closer inspection one k-pop track and one non-k-pop track it's Parallel Universe, and today we've got two songs that share the one title, The One. Yes, first up is the K-pop song called The One by Sam Kim. This talented singer-songwriter and guitarist made his debut through an audition program back in 2014. He's also visited us here on OFD a couple of times. One of those times was right after the release of his first studio album entitled Sun and Moon in 2018. His song The One was a part of that album. And it's a really cute one. It's sung from the point of view of a guy who's head over heels in love with the one he calls The One. It goes like this. Aren't you cold? Come a little closer or I'll give you my jumper. I don't get cold easily so you don't need to worry. 
I feel warm and I always smile whenever I see you. I'm sorry I keep repeating myself. I'm in deep. Will I be able to get out? I need sleep. Oh no. Maybe this is better than dreaming. Ooh, better than a dream. That's what you're feeling like. I love it. So cute. Heart is fluttering just looking at the lyrics. As for our non-K-pop song of the day, we will listen to The One by American duo Above Envy. Now, this duo consists of producer, guitarist, and singer-songwriter Louis Yolen, and triple threat singing, acting, and dancing former musical actress Glenna Bree. They describe their music as acoustic pop, melodic, and lyrical upbeat pop rock. All right. Sounds very easy to listen to. Their song, The One, was released in 2011 as a part of their first studio album entitled Maybe Someday. It's been featured on a TV ad here in Korea. Here is a bit of the song's lyrics. Silent tears fall from the sky tonight. You can take all the sun away just because. Burn this page of the past away. You can't take the one, the one that I love. All right, holding steadfast. Let's listen to these two songs back-to-back right now. The One by Sam Kim and The One by Above Envy. That was Above Envy with The One. And before that... The One by Sam Kim. Those were our two parallel universe songs of the day. All right, coming up in the show, it is, of course, our Wednesday segment, Kyo Top 10. Hope you join us for that. But I'm wrapping up part with the show with one more song. Here's Yun Jongshin with Workaholic featuring Hadongyun. Welcome to part two of One Fine Day with Lena Park. In a moment, we're hopping on a time machine, traveling back in time to listen to some good old Kayo for our Wednesday segment, Kayo Top 10. I will be right back with Liz after a quick song break. Here is NCTU with their song, 90s Love. Once upon a time, there were days when K-pop was simply known as Kayo. Back in those days, every Wednesday evening, every Korean music fan tuned into KBS 2TV to watch their favorite singers perform on the legendary music chart program dubbed the Kayo Top 10. All right, it's not... TBT, Throwback Thursday, or Flashback Friday, it is way back when Wednesday. We're taking a trip back in time to listen to some old school 
K-pop music. I want to say old school because of the song we just heard. It's Kayo. It's time to give Kayo its like time in the sun here on uh-huh. OFD. And to guide us through this trip, of course, is Liz, our staff writer. Hello. Hi, Liz. It's been a while. It has been indeed. And <laughs> I need to apologize in advance because I realized that today mm-hmm. is like the first day in... I don't know. I want to say a good week. Oh yeah, at least a week, a week and a half or something. More I think than we actually, we pre-recorded too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The first time in a very long time that I'm speaking English. Oh. <laughs> so if I stutter along, you'll understand why. Oh my! I totally know how that feels. Yeah. It's Either just, way, too. Yeah. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's... You know what I've started doing? Um, I, it wasn't on purpose, but uh, before this big TV show, mm-hmm. last, sometime last year, mm-hmm. I was really into watching 39, mm. that Korean drama. Mm-hmm. And I, you know you know how you can't just watch one. Of course. So before bed, I watched like three episodes. Uh-huh. But 39 is like a, it's like a real-time drama about women. Uh, who's 39 years old. Right, approaching yeah. their 40s. Uh-huh. So the way they spoke was just perfect for mm. what I needed needed and so the next day when i did this big mm-hmm. interview i was just like nice like just i was like killing it nice wow. so i find that flooding your brain uh-huh. cells the night before with the language you need kind of helps for the next day that's great i should yeah, really stop watching criminal minds because it's not <laughs> helpful at all <laughs> no the 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 jargon in criminal minds doesn't no. really help you or very much. CSI or you know all those no crime. procedurals <laughs> or Mandalorian. It has to be it has to be slice of life. Mm, yeah, that's right. true. It has to be like I guess I could use some like Friends or oh yeah, sitcoms, yeah. Modern Family stuff. Absolutely, like that. an mm. episode of Friends, and you're like you're good to go. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Well, you sound fine to us so far. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't good think you know. have to worry. I'm here. <laughs> I've got your back. Awesome. Um, and you've got our back. Where are you taking us today on Kyo Top 10? We're going to... Uh, this day was actually mentioned earlier on the show yep. because uh, one of our listeners oh mentioned gosh, right. the last week of October of 1998. <laughs> that's right. Or last Wednesday. It was Here I Am. Too. Yeah. Listen, here I Am. And uh, yeah, that's exactly where we're going to go. Wow. Um, the fourth week of October of 1998, we're going to look at a uh, specific type of music okay. that uh, charted, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, I'm sure our listeners know by now, because we already played Naeharu. Just, yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to talk about your first album, okay. even though it was on the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about um, a phenomenon that was burgeoning at the time. Mm. Um, so we're talking about groups, yeah. and specifically idol groups. Yes. And if I remember correctly, they weren't exactly known as quote-unquote idol groups just yet. Yeah, we weren't using that term. Yeah, we were just calling them groups. Groups. Yeah, and we weren't really Mm -hmm. segregating them or separating them from any other types of groups either. Right. Uh, Because, you know, Korean music has famously had other like earlier groups too, yeah. like uh, I guess for dance groups, Sobangcha comes to mind first. Right. And uh, Group sound yes. is what we used to call that the is, bands, the rock right. bands. And of course, in the early 90s and mid 90s, we saw a lot of bands in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also saw 
early like prototype K-pop groups, mm-hmm. uh, including, yeah. but not limited to, the right. likes of s a t e j u Idol and Deuce. Right, right. But we're talking about um, very much processed, mm-hmm. produced groups, mm-hmm. not like, because s a t e j u Idol was more like their own thing. You know, they, That's true. Well, He did everything. s a t e j i he was sort of like the brain mind, exactly. the brain behind the whole thing. And Deuce was just two buddies doing their own thing, right? And then they were just doing what they loved. Right. But now we're going into the era of sosoksa, or agencies and labels, um, literally laboring to create a group consisting of people that just, you know, came out of... all walks of life. Right. You know, well, young kids anyway. Yes, so. being actually... Here we go with the word trained. Exactly. Um, and this is what you're talking about is management companies mm-hmm. designing. Yes, very much so. For, um, for public consumption. Yeah. For, yeah. Kid, for, the, for me, the music industry. And that was, the, like you said, the inklings of what we now know as K-pop mm-hmm. idol music. And when we talk about the first generation K-pop groups or idol groups, mm-hmm. uh, the first that come to mind to most people are the likes of H.O.T., Jax Kiss, Pinker, and uh, S.E.S., right. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But today, we're going to listen to the others. The others, because the there others. were a lot. There were those, a lot. Oh, yeah. And those were the standouts, of course, at the time. But I'd remember in 1990 mm-hmm. that we were bombarded because... Oh, yeah. Um, that's sort of like Korean business practices in general for any industry. Yeah, trends. Trends. Yeah. And if uh, somebody hits big with one thing, mm-hmm. I mean like swarm of yeah, the masses it's to do the same thing. Tried and tested. And, you know, like they know it works. Right. So therefore they're going to start investing in their own exactly. versions of it. And there was a lot. So we're going to take a look and give a little homage to those The others. Yep. And, and, and a lot of them were very popular. Uh-huh. Some, not, not so, so much. much. Right. Uh, but before I jump into the list of songs, mm-hmm. I just wanted to quickly mention some of the uh, other hit songs on the other side of the world. Wonderful. Give us a little um, world Backdrop. context. Yeah. Um, at number one was Monica with oh. the song The First Night. Yeah. Number two, Aerosmith. With, I don't want to miss a thing. Oh my gosh, that's when yep, um, so Armageddon, Armageddon came out. And, you know, Ben Affleck. And, yes. You know, it was, Liv Tyler. Uh, it was all happening. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> much so. Um, also, Bare Naked Ladies with One Week. Oh, Jennifer Page one. with Crush. I remember, remember that. Song, I right? totally remember that I song. I totally forgot about it. Me too. Anyway, um, and then, oh, I used to love this song. Edwin McCain mm. with I'll Be. I'll Be, yes. And although I just wanted to round up With five, and then I saw number song number six, and yeah. I had to add it because it was Usher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Usher with my way. It was the coming up of Usher as well. <sighs> yeah, yes. he was ushering his way. Anyway, he really was. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun yeah, intended. very much mm-hmm. so. Yeah. All right, so coming back home, we're going to start with a group that was actually pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually considered one of the most successful Ilsede, or the first-generation K-pop idol groups as well. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, they just get the back seat whenever we talk about first-generation groups. I, That's true. They're, we don't mention them as much as no. it's always SES, it's always Pinkle. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's partly because of the rivalry system that they've managed to create. 
right. the two management, two specific, the biggest at the time, right. uh, management companies, mm-hmm. they had HOT and SES on one side and Jexkeys and Pinkel on the other. Right. And that's why all the rest just kind of became all the rest. On the sidelines uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. But that is not to say that they had their, you know, they had their own giant fandom. They did. And they also um, were super successful overseas as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm talking about the group Baby Box. Baby Box. I have mentioned them on Kaito Ten before. Mm-hmm. Uh, their name stands for Baby Voice of Expression. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also a trend at the time. They were making abbreviations and, uh, you know, acronyms out of nothingness. Yes. And um, not doing a good job of it. But Baby Vox well, had a ring. I think Youngdae um, nailed it when mm-hmm. he had the Finkel as the best yeah. expression out of no- nothingness. Yeah, fine, killing the really red. Anyway, <laughs> the fact that it still stays in my head worries me. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's the... The uh, purpose of an a- of acronyms mm-hmm. is mnemonic, yeah, yeah, right. So it's scary. It's, it's smart. Yeah, it's yeah. baby Vox. <sighs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, they made their debut in nineteen ninety seven with a very strong presence uh, in terms of like the message they wanted to send out, not mm-hmm. so much their chart presence. Right. Um, they wanted to be like the S- Spice Girl of Korea. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, girl power yeah. was their deal. Mm-hmm. And it flopped. So um, <laughs> when they were trying to figure out their next direction, mm-hmm. and uh, in the meantime, they were also going through a lot of member changes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when SES and Finkel hit it big. Yeah. So these guys, or these girls, actually, uh, was Sunday too. Right. Like they were, they came before SCS or Finkel. Right. But because SCS and Finkel had hit it so huge right. with their cutesy image, mm-hmm. uh, Baby Vox's company decided to give it a try too. Right. And they hit it big. Yes. Because it was the trend at the time. It, it established by SCS mm-hmm. and Finkel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah mm-hmm. was the title track of their second album and their attempt at, you know, whatever was trending at the time. Right. And it proved to be very successful. Mm. But I I give them chops for uh, not replicating it. Oh, you know what I yeah, mean. This yeah, was their yeah. one-time thing. Yes, they did a cute thing once. They hit it big, but they never really looked back or went back. And then they went back to what they were doing. Yeah, their own thing. They went. They went back to Uyeon and Killer yep, and all that kind right. of stuff. That's so, right. um, but that is not to say mm-hmm. uh, they weren't good at it. Right. You know, they were super good at it, mm-hmm. um, and they actually won a reputation as a girl who, a girl group that was cute. Mm-hmm. But also great dancers at the same right, time. Right, right. Because they had a very difficult choreography mm-hmm. and they nailed it. Yep. In their cutesy outfit. Yes. And uh, and it, were adorable at the same time. Yeah, their hair could use some help, but I mean. But that also helped me really remember Baby Vox from seeing yeah, their hairstyles. Yeah, it was unique. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It was unique. That's all I can say. Yes. It was not my taste. I'm sure they all are also saying at this point, mm. yes, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? It happened. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it trended at the time too. Yeah. So it, it was not difficult to walk out into the streets and see girls donning that hair and it's just kind of cringing. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> funny thing is, personal story here. Um, I first heard this song. Hmm. 
at a friend's house mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> this friend is a Chinese Canadian or like Cantonese Canadian friend. Yeah. And I heard it first time there because her brother put it on repeat. Oh. Like I was walking by his room right, and it right, was right. on repeat. And at first I didn't realize that it was a Korean song. Right. I thought it was a, like a like Cantonese K- song. Yeah, like C-pop. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I was like, wait, I know those words. <laughs> like, what's going on? Why do I understand this? Yeah. So That's by hilarious. 98, mm-hmm. I was at an age where I was no longer, like, being fed music, right. but choosing my own music, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Thanks. So um, I was choosing H.O.T. and S.E.S. Right. and Patrangan. Right. <laughs> and not so much Baby Vox mm-hmm. or... Uh, any of the other groups that I'm <laughs> going to mention today. But yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. But I do remember, like, like Here I Am's memory with walking into the record store right. and picking up your album, right? Yeah. I remember very distinctly that first day, that room, mm-hmm. that that smell, mm-hmm. because the kitchen was right there and yeah. they, they were cooking something delicious. Because, mm. you know, yum, Cantonese yum. food. Yeah. <gasps> anyway, so mm. I was invited to their dinner and then mm-hmm. I was walking by the room and he had it on Winamp. Oh, that one song mm-hmm. on a loop. Wow. And I was like, what is wrong with your brother? <laughs> but, um, yeah, 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 Yeah is always engraved in my brain. As it's associated the... with that experience. Yeah. The f- moment you first heard that song. Exactly. That's quite a feat. Bernard Gosh. was the brother's name. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Um, that, it, that is just the biggest compliment to Baby Fox to me. You know? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but, and, but that you can remember that they were also very huge, not only in uh, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. but in Thailand, in China. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they held a concert. Uh, I believe it was after their the release of their third album because Yunnanay was huge. Yes, but yeah, when they held their first concert in China, they had like. 80,000 people filling up the stadium. My, my. Yeah, they were the biggest Korean girl group yeah. overseas for a very long time. They're one of the very early Hallyu's, but mm-hmm. yet overlooked when we talk about Hallyu. Yeah, yeah. for some reason. Oh. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As for the song, it was penned by none other than Kim Hyung Sok, so mm. it's really no wonder the song's great. Mm-hmm. The song's really cute. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to be very melodic. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's got the message of a girl saying that, I'm sorry if, like, I hope you understand that I'm going to be a little bit standoffish, <laughs> but um, if you just tell me that you love me and I'm the only one for you, mm-hmm. everything will change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So cute. All right. Let's listen. Here's Baby Vox with Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. That was Baby Vox with their song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered uh, that house that I heard the song first at. (laughs) Uh um, uh, My friend's parents recently sold it. Oh, re- and very it was, recently. Yeah, it was demolished. Oh, oh, yeah. it's gone now. Oh, it's no. weird uh, when I hear my high school friends' parents moving out of their old houses, mm-hmm. and it makes me emotional. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. That was the place of all these memories. So many that memories. Occurred. Yeah. Absolutely. So many, uh, so many hours spent in that basement. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna. This move. is memory lane time. Yeah, definitely so. True. But mm-hmm. um, I'll keep my personal memories to myself <laughs> and move on to uh, another song by a group that I honestly don't remember. Mm. 
But uh, when I heard the song, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, wait, I know the song. Ah, it's one okay, of one of those. Yeah, one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a song called Hu. Mm-hmm. And in English, it's just H-U. Right. And it's a song by a quote-unquote band. Okay. It's it's like Day6. It's like they, they're an idol group right. that looks like a band. Okay, okay. Um, and they went by the name Orakshir. Orakshir. And it's written with like... Um, number five, uh-huh. which is pronounced as O, o. in Korean, mm-hmm. and the English rock. O is rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, shir uh-huh. is just you know like room. A room, so, but yeah. the Chinese uh, character based yeah, room. Yeah, so it's so it's got the double meaning of we're rock, um, we're ro- we're the rock sound, but mm-hmm. then urakshir itself means like arcade yeah. or a playroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, all because they were supposedly five member group. So, Supposedly? Yeah, because the three members, the the instrumentalists, yeah, uh, they were billed as members, yeah. but they were more like sessions. Ah, um, I see. And uh, basically, the core of the group was just the male and female vocals, the two vocalists, just the two, ah, mm-hmm. uh-huh, the two frontmen, right? Okay. And the band apparently, quote unquote, band was mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, Formed by mm-hmm. the female vocalist, mm-hmm. who is actually quite famous. Mm-hmm. She is Hwang Hyeyoung of Tutu. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and the uh, male vocalist mm-hmm. was actually a model before he became a member of the group, mm-hmm. and he goes by the name Kung Jong Hwan, okay. or just Jong Hwan. Uh huh. Um, and now he's an actor. Oh, he's an actor. Yeah. Uh, I looked up uh, some of his filmography, mm-hmm. and I found Good Doctor. Uh-huh. Good wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jonja, or the designated survivor. Mm-hmm. And also Hansan. Okay. The movie Hansan. Right. Uh, apparently he played a Japanese character. Oh, interesting. Uh, by the All name right. of. So he's got a steady career yeah, in yeah. TV and even film. Yeah, and like when I look up his pictures, mm-hmm. I was like, I vaguely remember him. Yeah. Like, I think I saw him somewhere. Sure. In the background. And you probably did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as much as I've heard the song. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar yet with mm-hmm. this song, but I was listening to a lot of um, Kayo at the time, right. obviously, because I was a Shinin mm-hmm. um, and promoting myself. And, hmm, yeah, I have to hear it to know. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they were actually uh, closer to an idol group in the sense that they were formed by a management mm. uh, company. Right. And, Designer. Uh, designered. Band. Mm-hmm. Not sure if they were really trained, but, um, <laughs> but I mean... But they were put together. Yeah, they were put together. <laughs> and uh, just like their name mm-hmm. and, you know, their image as a band, right. uh, it is a modern rock piece. Mm. And I really like the song. No, oh, cool. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Very cool. It's like, hey, at first I was like, I think I've heard this before. Uh-huh. I've definitely heard this. Why don't I remember this more clearly? Because I like the song. It oh, is very much my style. It is very much like... The uh, the happier side of um, alternative rock. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the band though mm-hmm. was formed in January of nineteen, or actually no, August of nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. That's when they released their first album, mm-hmm. and they were uh, officially disbanded as of February nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's very short very run short there. Lived, yeah. But uh, again, I like the song, and the song is actually like it has a lot of um, likes on the streaming t- sites. Mm. Um, and uh, the song is the the word "who." Yeah, it literally is like 
the word for after. After. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like one half of the word huhe, which is regret. Right. And the song is very, About... f- very much full of regret. I see. Um, saying that I took you for granted. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. Yeah. I want to go back to you. I mm-hmm. still love you. Mm-hmm. Please come back to mm-hmm. me. Oh. That's basically the gist of the song. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, rock, um, angst, and regret. Let's listen. Here's Orakshir with Hu. That was Orakshir with Who. I've never heard of Orakshir. I don't know the song <laughs> Who, but uh, the song was about like two minutes in, and uh, Liz and I were talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally know this song. You, yeah. And then as, at the very same time, we've uh-huh. got PD name outside going, I know the one. Of course. I, we all totally know this yeah, song. And um, Love 82 was like, um, the lyrics are just coming to me. Automatically coming <laughs> yeah. out. Why? Why are they automatically coming out? Yeah. it's a good song. Good song. Good yeah. song. Um, Liz, like you were saying while we were listening to it, very indicative of the trend of alternative rock, mm-hmm. especially um, it, the burgeoning trend mm. here in Korea in, in, in a niche way. Right. Mm. And like that that one girl uh, vocalist mm-hmm. with like four other guys in the background yeah. deal that Chaurim's kind of kept up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we had Love Holic. Yep. We had. Um, uh, I was mentioning Pakyong. Kind of gave me a Kyung. Pakyong. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of trend going on. All right. We're going to move right along to our next group prototype idols here in the 90s, late 90s. Right. These guys actually have been called both first generation uh-huh. and also 1.5 generation. Uh, I don't know why. Sort of in the middle, sort of not. I guess because they have continued on into the early 2000s. Right. Um, but yeah, they debuted in 1997 by mm-hmm. the name of Tesaja. Tesaja. I remember them. Because they were good looking. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were very good we're looking. They were four men. <laughs> they are. And I'm going to get to that in just a little yeah. bit too. Uh, but yeah, we're going to listen to their song Eshim or Loving mm-hmm. Heart, which mm-hmm. had a, a very Latin tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, apparently this is a very unfortunate group in terms of um, management issues mm-hmm. because they released four albums the last one coming out in 2000 but yeah. they had to officially disband as of 2001 mm-hmm. because they didn't have enough investors oh, so the management company went down yeah. and they just kind of split up right. uh, then After and there that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I mean, they have been mentioned on Reply 97 as well. Apparently, I didn't watch that part, but mm-hmm. uh, the they were apparently kind of portrayed as a very unfortunate group that didn't do as well as a Jotirjek's Kiss. Mm-hmm. But a blogger I found mentioned the fact that they were mentioned yeah. on a drama that yeah. was, you know, made like years later, 20 years later. Yeah. Um, it's the writers assuming that they like everyone would know who we're talking who they're talking that's about that's true right so they did have to have a certain amount of notoriety exactly yeah. so compared to H.O.T. or Jack's case of course they weren't as successful because no one else was mm-hmm. um, but they were still very much well known and you know they were I remember them being very popular yeah because I mean they were not a boy group they were like a, I mean they were boy aged but they were just much more kind of mature looking. Yeah. They had a, 
They had a look that it was pre Xinhua, right? They dressed better. They they dressed well. Yeah. Well, clothes looked good on them. Oh yeah, and, they were like models. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of a little bit of a next generation mm. of you know what we were seeing with HOT. Right. So yeah, like I did also see bloggers mentioning how while HOT and Jack's Case had their like giant hip hop jeans and like or overalls mm-hmm. with like Very crazy cheesy. hair, mm-hmm. um, these guys came out as like the dandy yes. gentlemen yes. in suits Very with like neat sleek. hair. Yes. Neat hair, important. (laughs) (laughs) So their song Eshim, or Mm -hmm. Loving Heart, was the title track of their second album. Mm -hmm. This was kind of like the peak of their popularity, I Mm, think. Um, And they actually um, sang this song again uh, on Sugarman. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. That uh, that program yeah. in 2019, but <laughs> apparently, so they made their appearance on Sugarman on like the third season. Okay, but apparently they were like one of the first uh, bands that the writers of the show wanted to recruit, right. but they kept on saying no, no, no. Uh-huh. Because they had gained so much weight. Oh, no. Yeah. So uh, by the time oh, no. come third season, they finally made the uh, made the okay sign. And uh-huh. they, apparently the members... They were satisfied with how much weight they lost? Uh, so one of them lost 11 kilos. Yee. One of them lost... Kim Hyung-jun, actually, the most famous uh-huh. one, lost 15 kilos. <gasps> and there was also another member who actually lost 19 kilos. <gasps> to come back to Sugarman. And I thought it was really sweet that they did this because um, Kim Young-jun, who was the leader of the band, Mm -hmm. actually said that, you know how, like, it could be nice to see your first love again after 20 years, Mm -hmm. but it could also be disappointing. True. That's so true. And he said... Uh, we are making an appearance together as Tessaja again in eight the, for the first time in eighteen years, and we didn't want any of our fans to say, "Oh, I wish they stayed in my memories." Oh no! So that's why they work really hard. Oh my goodness! And uh, apparently, their Sugarman performance was fantastic. Well, if that's not a K-pop idol, I don't really know what it is. Right? That, that 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 loyalty to the yeah. fandom. Like I like yeah. they said no because they didn't want to disappoint that's anybody. So cute. It it's it's a cute. superficial thing, but it was something that they considered and um, yeah, it's and really lovely. Again, they're yeah. still very good looking. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's listen here's Tessaja with Ishim Loving Heart. That was Ishim. Some wonderful Spanish guitar there. Mm. Um, nylon guitar, maybe from Sam Lee, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, and he was the dominant guitar sessionist at that time. Ishim, Loving Heart by Tessa Ja. Um, and we, uh, I think I saw one of them on Pung Myung Kawang. Please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Anyhow. We got one more song to get right. through here. Because unfortunately, mm-hmm. we are running out of time. So I'm just going to make this one really quick. Mm-hmm. Try to anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're talking about groups. Yeah. Idol groups. Right. Or Proto- like prototypes of idol groups yeah. as we know them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is a prototype of another level. Another level. Yeah, because we're going <laughs> to listen to Sweetest Love by Circle. Mm-hmm. And Circle was a, another level because it was the country's first mm-hmm. international group. Oh. It consisted of two Korean members uh-huh. and two uh, Japanese 
members、uh-huh. and one Chinese Japanese member who、Ooh. had both Chinese and Japanese names. Oh, interesting!、Yeah. And、um, all the way back in '98, exactly.、Huh. Uh, I will note、mm-hmm. that they may have. Needed a little more practice <laughs> before actually making a recording,、mm-hmm. but the releasing of that said record recorded、uh, song mm-hmm. was a decision made by the management companies、mm-hmm. because it was actually a Japanese company and a Korean、It's、company. A joint, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't think it was their fault. Okay, <laughs> no, it no. was international fault. Sure. Grownups, because they were really young girls, and、um, I, know, I remember Circle a little bit. I, I, I remember, remember the name. For right, some it's not totally. It, w- it was actually a big deal. I do remember、mm-hmm. their name being mentioned、uh, mm-hmm. here and there as well,、mm-hmm. uh, because they the they called it Circle. They decided to name themselves Circle because、mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to、uh, kind of like visualize.、Mm-hmm. Like a pan Asian thing, right, right, you know, right. Like, a well, union of yeah, a united. So like, it was like a circle of、right. Asia or right, something like that.、Right. So,、um, I mean,、uh, Northeast Asia, anyway.、Mm-hmm. Um, and、uh, yeah, they debuted、uh, almost at the same time here in Korea and also in Japan.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a month apart. I see. And.、Um, They actually re- recorded a Korean version of this song and a Japanese version of the song as、mm-hmm. well. And uh, again, uh, they needed a little more practice, I think, <laughs>、um, <laughs> particularly with like pronunciations too.、Oh, like yes, you yes. could totally pinpoint which nationality. Which which, these, right, yeah, right. that's true. I'm sure the Japanese version would have the same problem too. Of course, not a problem, but you know, like I mean, yeah, it's just、uh, a little fine tuning might、mm-hmm. have been better for the consumers. And like I don't know, like the recording quality、mm. is a little wanting too. Interesting, but it maybe because my ears are are like our ears are now spoiled.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like、True. Uh, these girls. Um, today,、mm-hmm. with this particular recording,、mm-hmm. would not make it to the through the preliminary. I see. I see. The standards having changed. Exactly. Yeah. But at the time, they were a huge deal for many different reasons. Oh yeah. They did chart very well too,、mm-hmm. and also、uh, they were in the top tens in all three、uh, stations, I believe. It's quite a feat. Exactly.、Um, but I think it was partly also because they were such a big deal. You oh, know? of course. Yeah. That's true too. This was like one of the first times we were. Seeing non-Korean singers singing Korean、mm-hmm. on stage,、mm-hmm. so maybe that、uh, had its part too.、Yeah. Unfortunately, they did not last very long because,、um, well, one of the Japanese members decided to quit after the first album,、mm. and then they tried recruiting another Korean member, but it didn't work out.、Mm. And then, in all that,、uh, you know, the like, logistics. Yeah, they,、mm-hmm. they by the time they released their second album, the.、Uh, Public had moved on, right? So, they lost their momentum a exactly, little bit. Exactly, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um, but this song,、um, hmm, musically, <laughs> I really like it. Okay.、Um, I was actually really surprised because, like,、mm-hmm. if you look beyond the vocalizations, the、mm-hmm. song, the melody, and the song itself is really、It's、good. Quality. But、um, I. Was looking or listening to the lyrics more closely for the first time in a very long time, and I was like. Are these lyrics a little problematic?、Mm. Because it's sung from a point of view of a young girl, right? 
uh, clearly in love with someone who's much older. <laughs> and oh my. this reminded me of an article. I, I think it was an article. I don't know if I heard it from someone I, or read it somewhere. But um, apparently uh, one theory why Korean girl groups did not uh, become big in North America sooner uh-huh. is because they're too cute. Ah, okay. A little so, problematic. It's yeah. Underaged so, and cute. Exactly. Right? So North American <laughs> audience were like, mm-hmm. I don't think I should like it. Like I feel wrong. Girls. Yeah, exactly. This feels inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. But I could see how high school girls or even middle school girls could relate mm, to this. I, or sure, of course. Of yeah. Course, yes. mm-hmm. But like as a grown up now, it's like, no, 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 little girl, you know, like mm-hmm. chill out. <laughs> Is what I want to say now, as an old one, older woman. So um, I'm looking at the lyrics now, mm. and I can see what you're saying. I mean, this is 2022, you guys. And yeah, we're going here. We're, this is 1998, and they just wanted to write about sweetest love, right? Yeah. So sweetest love. Um, take my young love and make it yours. <laughs> and the line that I underlined twice here is, "How much more do I have to grow?" <laughs> So, <laughs> a little bit problematic in 2022, but Take back this in... shy young girl's love. I love you. And you make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit um, iffy in 2022. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you that. But, I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. also partly because I've, you know, grown. <laughs> like, had, had I been in middle school now, maybe I would have been like, this is exactly how I feel. But, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. If I was 13 and I had, like, a little crush on so-and-so, this yeah. would be exactly what I'm thinking. Exactly. Right? But. Mm, interesting. Anyway, let's listen to the song. <laughs> a little bit problematic there. A little bit problematic. Mm. All right. So this is Sweetest Love by Circle. Thank you so much, Liz. Um, talking about prototype yeah right just kind of um we weren't quite there yet mm. it's not even sm entertainment at this point it's not even no. nct uh oh no sm wigs. sm and you know they were there they were there yeah they were but, i mean doing circle oh circle yeah. yeah circle i mean i guess um they management agencies mm-hmm. went on to replicate this yeah. you know they do I think Uju Sonia is like a multinational yes, multi-company right. project too right <laughs> um, yeah. so I think in that sense mm-hmm. this was a prototype that showed potential mm-hmm. um, oh I should also mention that yeah. one of the members uh, went on to become a member of the group Jewelry Oh, okay. Lee Ji-hun was a part of this oh, group. Oh, she was part And of this just came to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the TMIs I read about this group is Park jung of Jewelry actually oh. auditioned for this group uh-huh. and did not make it. <laughs> and uh, our PD Niu and I were joking earlier uh, saying maybe she was too good a singer. Oh, no, oh, no. Because, <laughs> you know, like, you can't have one standing out so much. Well, yeah, maybe I guess in this case they wanted it a more even maybe. kind of spread. Maybe. Yeah, that was my <laughs> guess. They were very cute. They're very they were cute. Very, very, very and Circle cute. was important for our K-pop history here. Exactly. And fittingly so, we're going to not only end out Kayo Top 10, but we're going to leave um, and wrap up the show with Sweetest Love. Thank you again, Liz. Always my pleasure. Thank you all for tuning in. It's Sweetest Love taking us out by Circle. We'll see you tomorrow.